Hey, hey, I'm Shonda Pierce. And I'm Gwen Pierce. And welcome to another episode of Mom, You Want a Mimosa? Where me, the mom, and me, the millennial, share generational thoughts, ideas, and perspectives over a couple of mimosas. Well, let's get into it. What are you drinking today, Shonda? Well, today I'm drinking a guava and strawberry mimosa. Got the inspiration from Park House Eatery in San Diego, where they do a mimosa flight. So that's what I'm doing. And uh, what are you doing today? What you drinking? Well, I'm having a blueberry lemon mimosa. And my inspiration comes from Prep and Pastry, a cute little diner out in Tucson, Arizona. And it's delicious, I have to tell you guys. Okay, yeah, shout out to Prep and Pastry. Um, Before we get more into it, cheers. How about that? Cheers. Cheers. And shout out to those delicious restaurants that have given us our inspiration for what we're drinking today. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so for today's episode, we're just going to do a little recap. We've been gone for a minute, but now we're back. (laughs) But uh, we're going to do a recap of our Mother's Day, and we had a couple of birthdays, mine included, that we celebrated this past week. Taurus in the house. Hey, we in the house, house, house. Taurus season is upon us. Yes, abundance, elegance, all kinds of stuff. Right. we got to celebrate the Taurus community. And then... um, And my mother's a Taurus, uh, Shonda's grandmother. Yes, she is. We We got a lot of Tauruses in our family. Yeah, we do, actually. We We do. Bullheaded. Stubborn. Uh, if you mean excellence, that's what <laughs> is excellence. Okay, okay, I'll go for that. You guys do. You have a name for yourself in our family. You you get stuff done. We do. Taurus get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna talk about that, and then we are gonna actually do some fun trivia. So mom has come up with a couple of baby boomer questions. I don't know what these questions are. Uh, so she's going to surprise me. And then I come up with some millennial trivia questions that I don't think she knows. So we're going to see. We're going to test each other on the generational uh, pop culture. And then after that, we're going to talk about our main topic. We're going to go over um, growing up black in a white community. And so how our experiences from generation to generation and how things are different now or in how things are the same now. Okay, so uh, let's start it off with Mother's Day. Happy happy Mother's Day, even though we're recording this episode. It was yesterday, but um, you can still celebrate the mamas right. today, too. So happy yeah. Mother's Day. How did, how did you, how did we celebrate? Actually, Mother's Day was great. It was actually a week-long celebration. Um, it started out, uh, we took a little trip to Tucson. It was um, my mother's birthday. She turned 81. So we had a little mini brunch for her. Um, and then we stayed there for a week. And then we came home uh, back to, um, I'm from San Diego. Uh, Shonda came back to San Diego. And then we went out to brunch to this really cool place um, in um, Orange County. It's um, San Juan Capistrano. And it's Trevor's on the track. And I mean, the food was amazing there. I thought the food was really delicious. They didn't take reservations. So that was actually kind of nice. I mean, I don't know. Well, 
it, it depends can, on who you ask. It depends on who you ask, yeah. exactly. But we got there as soon as they opened at 11, and it was a long line, but the vibe was incredible. It had this amazing guitarist, mm -hmm. uh, and he was playing all R&B mm -hmm. and hip-hop on an acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was amazing. I mean, he, he set the tone. The vibe was good. The food was good. Mm -hmm. Good company. Uh, you know, it was four of us that went out. And uh, what was surprising to me was so many people. I guess people are just ready to get out. Yeah. Uh, you know, being enclosed and quarantined for so long. But it was a very, very nice day. Um, it turned out lovely. Lovely. Yeah. And it was Shonda's birthday as well. And again, Taurus season. Taurus season. I'm going to celebrate all month. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> she had to put hers on hold a little bit because we were celebrating her grandma's because we couldn't celebrate her grandma's 80th because of the quarantine. So a few of us got together, but I think she was happy, but I'll let her tell you. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, we had a great time. Tucson was hot. I will say I'm, you know, I'm a California girl and I am not used to those harsh weather conditions. Okay. <laughs> Just don't do that. It wasn't that bad y'all. It was 95 well, degrees. 95 okay. degrees is like much. 75. In California. <laughs> yeah, to me, 75 is like normal weather. But it's dry she's fresh. And I don't get dry heat versus humid heat. To me, heat is heat. No. I'm not into heat oh, at no. all. Oh, period. No. I'm not trying to do no sweaty, humid heat. Uh uh. Oh. Dry heat, you know, I love I sweat it. sweat in both dry and humid. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But no, we have fun in Tucson, you know, it, it's got it's gotten a little bit busier. It used to be kind of a little sleepy sleepy town but it's gotten a little bit busier it could be because of the pandemic and everybody like mm -hmm. wants to get out like mama said earlier but we had a great time we just spent it with our family and you know grandma was happy and we did some hiking oh we did some hiking it which was tragic <laughs> in Sabino Canyon <laughs> okay let me tell you I am very girly I don't mind hiking I just need to be prepared and so what happened was Everyone was like, okay, let's go hiking. And I thought it was going to be cute hiking. I thought it was like, you know, Instagram hiking. But they're like hiking, hiking. So I had my makeup on. I had, you know, I had on Spanx, y'all. Tight jeans. I had on tight jeans. I thought it was about <laughs> to be like Instagram ready. And then we got out there and it was cute for the first 20 minutes. I was like, oh, this is a cute little path. Then the cactuses start coming out more and then it was like rock formations i was like okay we're going into the mountains i didn't know we was going into the mountains like that and so it was difficult for me and um you know mom said i was a prima donna and all this stuff because i start complaining oh yeah because it was hot and i had on tight pants i just wasn't prepared i wasn't and i didn't have like i didn't fully have my water bottle stocked up i just was not doing good on that day so <laughs> she complains with ski weather too y'all <laughs> i don't like harsh weather conditions that's why i'm a california girl it's southern california girl 75 between 665 that's a little cold Ooh, 65 cold. and 75 that's the perfect temperature <laughs> what would we do if we lived in chicago or uh, that's why i had to live there hmm. or new england Ooh, we couldn't make it mm. we couldn't make it mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, and detroit has make. that crazy temperamental mm. oh yeah weather mm -hmm. you know, one day it's sunny and the next day it's hailing then it's snowing mm. and I, then yeah it's crazy oh yeah mm. Oh, wow. But, but hey, yeah. 
Other um, than that, it was pretty fun though, right? Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was fun. I liked my birthday, and I got Dutch Bros. I love Dutch Bros. Yep. Shout out to Dutch Bros. Hey, Coffee. Holla. I hope they come out to Southern California soon. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. They're in Arizona, and they're up in Northern California. Yeah. But um, although I will say, when you something about the Northern California food, I don't know if it's the farmers, it's the, whatever it is. We could do an episode on that. Yeah, we can do a whole look episode up with some on of that. that. But the food up there is way better. It's like fresh. It just tastes like. Mm-hmm just good i don't know um so i still like my dutch bros in arizona but when i had it for the first time Mm -hmm. in the bay or in sacramento i think yes um, it was so good so i love Dutch Bros. but and let me also clarify it's delicious fast food coffee so it's not like no hoity-toity you know intelligentsia or one of those types (laughs) of places like it's like standard good Mm -hmm. drive-through you know fast food yeah and they don't they have limited pastries i mean they have muffin tops so I was so hungry. I said, let me order a muffin top, Yeah, you know, and I didn't know what I was getting, but it is what it is, a muffin mm-hmm. top. But mm-hmm. it's good, though. They have lemon poppy seed. They have some mm-hmm. good flavors, blueberry, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're not getting the whole muffin, so maybe it's less the calories. Okay, healthy. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Healthy hey, eating, healthy living, half. healthy living. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah but i will be celebrating the rest of my birthday yep. this month mm-hmm. and we said we're gonna get some spa uh yeah we're gonna yeah. get some massages so yeah the massage we tried to get a massage at last minute but gosh everything is booked up and they're booked up, they're yeah. weeks out too so we're gonna go ahead and hook up hook us up a massage and we'll let y'all know how it is mm-hmm. how it goes Okay. All right. So for our next segment, uh, let's do some trivia. Okay. All right. I'm so ready. this is one, you know, we, sometimes we overlap in our pop culture trivia and I know some things that I shock mom with and she knows some things that she shocks me with. But today um, we'll see if we can stump each other with our millennial versus our baby boomer trivia. And so we've gathered, each of us has gathered questions. And also let me say this. This is so millennial and so baby boomer. She wrote her questions down on a notebook and I typed mine out. Okay. If that ain't the generational divide, I don't know what it is. Oh my God. I have, I can read my notes better handwritten, you know, even though I have doctor's handwriting. She does. Well, at least you can read it. Okay. Hmm. So who do you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. You go okay, first. Okay. So. Here is, oh yeah, we should have some intro music. Ding, 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 ding. Millennial and Boomer Trivia. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go easy on you on this first question because we did talk about this before. So you at least know partial. Okay, hopefully things to this question. Hopefully okay. I didn't do that glossy eyed over thing. Oh, but we'll Lord. see. And she does do that sometimes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's the first millennial trivia question. Name at least five members of the Wu Tang clan. Method man. Okay. Uh M-E-T-H-O-D, man. <laughs> Method man, red man. Okay. <laughs> That's not one of them. Eh. <laughs> Uh, good, good try though. I get why you would think that. Uh, Method Man. Um, you do like this next one's song. Oh, um, I like um, Q-Tip. He is not. <laughs> he 
is not in the Wu Tang Clan. Okay. Um, this this person's songs they're all on TV. There's I think there's a, even a commercial with this person's song. You're gonna know. You're gonna be like, uh oh. Um, the the Wu Tang Clan. Um, the Wu Tang Clan. I, you know, I don't know the Wu Tang Clan. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let me see. Okay, Wu-Tang? Okay. That sounds like Wuhan, China. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay, let okay, me see. I just know the rappers that I know. Yeah. T.I.? No, he's not in the same one either. Okay, let's see. Uh, <laughs> um, if, you, if you give up, it's okay. I give up. Oh, my gosh. Old Dirty Bastard. OG. Oh, hey, he's one of you. You like, I like the, the music. I like to work out of it, but I don't know who he is. Okay? You don't know who he is? Uh, okay. All right. Okay. I know. Here's all the members I knew you wasn't going to get, but I knew you were going to get Method Man. Uh -huh. you like, everybody loves Method Yeah, he's Man. in power. Yeah. Right? In power and he's just He's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, he's kind of cute. He is cute. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Method Man. <laughs> Method Man, fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. The RZA. The Jizza. Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon the Chef, You God, Ghostface Killer, and Don't know none Method of them. Man. You should have. I told you to watch uh -uh. the Method Man. Uh, I'm not Method Man. I told you to watch the Wu Tang Clan series on Hulu. It's really good. Don't know it. It has the boy okay. from um from uh, Moonlight. Oh, I love Ashton. him. Yeah, he's, okay. he plays RZA. Okay, well, I I don't have Hulu. Okay, but I watch. <laughs> <laughs> I have Netflix. Okay. okay. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and y'all, she's on my account. I'm okay. on Netflix and Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Give me give me your boomer okay. one. Let's see. Let's see what I can do. All right. How about this? Can you name a popular TV show in the 70s where the father figure was the standout? And he's off often the scene stealer. I mean, you can name three of them because we did. I just want to know that we have we had some great shows, you know, in the seventies that the, you know where the the black father was prominent and he was also a standout. And he was scene killer, scene killer. Sorry, y'all, scene stealer. He was well. He yeah. could have been a scene killer and a scene stealer. <laughs> but these were all sitcoms. <laughs> so good, if you can a name good scene killer. I mean, I, I wanted you to name three, but whatever you can do. In the 70s. Uh -huh. Okay. I think I could do this, but I don't, I'm just going to name any black show in the 70s. Okay. I don't know if the, the father figure was a scene stealer. Okay. Okay. Jefferson's. Okay. Bravo. Hey. Bravo. Is that, that one's grits don't fry in the kitchen. Is yeah. that one? Dun, don't burn on the grill. Take a whole lot of to Ryan. Just get up and then. Oh, no. Yep, George Jefferson, <laughs> right? Big leagues, yeah. Okay, good job. One. Good that job. Good. Okay. okay. That's it. That's because I raised you. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. okay, I said Jefferson's um, Good Times. Great. Oh, hey! my God. You're doing better than me. Two Custy TV. Don't play with me on TV. What was the dad's name on Good Times? Okay, that one is taking it too far. <laughs> uh, what was the dad's name? Oh Lord, I don't know the dance. Just name of uh Okay, is it James? Yes, yeah. it James. <laughs> is it James? That's because that's, that's a standard black yeah, name. Yeah. James. <laughs> Thank God it was James. Just because your birthday's like James Brown. James Brown. That? Oh yeah, okay. me and James Brown got the same birthday, y'all. How? <laughs> okay, now we have the third one. Yeah. So what did I say? I said good times. I said Jefferson's. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. 
guess that's the end of that saga. Well, you did good. You Is it like Sanford and Son? That's something? it. Are you oh, looking? really? She's looking at my notes. See, I'm not looking. I y'all don't handwrite the notes. I'm not time. looking. I'm not okay, looking. Now, what was father's name? Oh, Fred Sanford. <laughs> right? Well, that one I know. Okay. Because that's what's his face. Dun -dun -dun -dun. Yeah. Okay, so listen, so I guess we'll have to say zero for the baby boomer. Yeah, zero. One for the millennial. Hello. Okay, Boom. okay, bring me the question now. Okay, this is going to be a hard one. She ain't going to get this one. I already know, but I'm I might not get some try. of them, y'all, because I was busy raising children during this, <laughs> during this time. I did not have time to visit Wu Tang class, you know, whatever you call it. <laughs> Visit, just that visit. <laughs> Listen Wu -Tang to Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Okay. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to bleep But with. I bet I know what Wuhan is <laughs> after all this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here is the next millennial trivia question. She's not going to get this, but let's see. Okay. Finish these lyrics. You ready? Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's... It's, it's, it's hype. Mm. <laughs> it's hype. <laughs> I don't know. It's hype, y'all. It's hype, y'all. <laughs> That's incorrect. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it's it? It's all that. Oh, all that. This is all that. that. See, now she knows it. Oh my okay, god. So remember I used to watch all of that starring Keenan and Kale. I remember you watching it, but yes, that was, was the babysitter. You were raising a kid. All that was the babysitter. <laughs> okay. Well, I was doing so what I had to do. And TLC sang that song. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, TLC. So that's too bad. Jeez. But she said it's hype. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's hype, y'all. You know they have a remake of all that. Renza watches it. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's good. It's pretty Lorenza is our her niece are my granddaughter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Probably the babysitter for her too. Babysitter for her too. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, she's not doing good. Oh okay. my goodness. She's not gonna do good on this third question either. But is it mine? It's your turn. Let's my see. Turn? Maybe I maybe I won't do good on this one. I don't know. Okay, maybe um I will. Hmm. Okay. I'm not looking. During the seventies, mm -hmm. we had um some protest songs. Okay. okay. And um, can you name um, a protest song? Oh, you, yeah, I can name all of them. You know, Not from the all. 70s. That's, that's extreme. Just Not name all. one and see if you What's can name What's going on, Marvin Gaye? Was that in the that's, 70s? That's one. You got that right. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, I'm winning this. Okay. Okay, I got another one. Okay. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. You got that one right. Okay. <laughs> what book? Hit See, me, hit me because more. I raised you again. Okay, I raised but, you on good music. But then all that was raising me. <laughs> As you said, they was oh the my favorite. God. And here's my, my favorite song is Fight the Power. You dun, got dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. Ronald Isley. Hey, dun, 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 dun. that's my jam. Play my music. They say my music's too loud. <laughs> That is my jam. Hey, I roll with the punches. I get knocked on the ground with all this bleep bleep. <laughs> okay, well, okay, you did well, good on that one. I'm doing too. Yep. Okay, can I squeeze one in? Yeah, squeeze one in. Okay. Are you gonna add? Oh well, yeah. Ask me now before. I used to. Um, I used to love this one. song. Okay, I, I love this artist. Yeah. Okay, and then there was. 
this might be a story instead of a question. Okay, there was one of the one of his songs I played in the band, and I always talk about it all the time. I used to be in the marching band in high school, and I played the flute. And this, in fact, this teacher of mine was one of my favorites. I can only remember two two teachers in my elementary and high school year, and he was one of my favorites. Miss Thomas for first grade and Mr. Kopecki, which was my band teacher. And we played our band and played, and we have, we have actually marched the letters out. I mean, you know, when we were in band, yeah. you could actually mm -hmm. march the letters out. But this was a song that I played with the flute and I loved it. Oh, and then Lord. this particular artist also oh, yeah, good. Give me more did um, a remix of one of the Jackson Vibes songs that he did a beautiful job. So hopefully I'll get her on this question. She's gonna. She already got me. I don't know. A flute. I play flute and I love it. Curtis Mayfield. No. No. But close. But is that him? Okay, because she likes people get ready mm -hmm. for the train. This okay. This mm -hmm. this this song they have had a new remit a new remake with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, Shaft. That's it. I used to but play. But who's did Shaft? Isaac Hayes. Oh, Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. I, I didn't know that. Isaac Hayes. Oh, he was the original. No, I know. I knew and that. Okay, this no, song. Because no. I, I can play it on the... Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Okay, look at her. She's doing the flute motions, y'all. <laughs> no, I knew he did. Shaft. I didn't know you knew I played. Play oh, yeah. With my flute. I was a okay, flute. Girl. I was a flutist. And also, she like she was the original Lizzo. Huh? Original Lizzo. Oh yeah, it was the hey. original Lizzo. And also, Isaac Hayes also did Michael Jack or oh, the Jackson Fives. Never can say goodbye. Oh, I didn't and know And he that. did a really good job. And there's a there's a flute in there. Oh, there is a flute in there. Yeah, really, listen, sound good. But yeah. yeah, me and my brothers and sisters did that in a talent show. All right, y'all. Never can say goodbye. Hey. We've been on the things of heartache. She knows the lyrics. She's the family where I go. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> okay. All right. I did have a question on here. I don't actually know. Hold on. Let me see. Well, if you want to go back to, if we want to do, you're not going to know this, though. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Try it. Okay. There was one error, and I'm sorry, everybody's got their own talent, but there was just one error, probably during the time I was raising kids, I'm like saying the the late 80s uh, to probably the early 90s that I, and I love music, I'm a music lover, but I wasn't into it at that yeah. point. I wasn't into that style. You sure. know, I'm kind of strictly R.B., but then early yes. 90s, well, well early, early 90s, 90s had was, stuff. Oh, yeah, they did. I think it just it stopped with the 2000s. And we should all, even millennials. Yeah. I mean, well, some things. Even what? some of the rap in the 2000s I like. You did? You know, I well, did. I guess that's like Luda and Nelly and all them. Yeah, yeah. The, some of those yeah. that kind of sampled and, yeah. you know, with the old school. Yeah. So know? maybe the 2010s is when it started to go kind of trash and less uh, right. good. I don't know. Okay, so. I had this question on here, but I'm going to, since we were talking about Jackson 5, I mm -hmm. don't think you're going to get this one, but mm -hmm. I'll try to give you hints. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the question is, name one song that Lil Romeo sings, but the hint is that he sampled a Jackson 5 song. I want you back. Okay, but that's not his, it was, what's the name of his But that's the song, song? he sampled? 
Is that the song he sampled? When I had you to myself, that is I the didn't song want you around. Mm-hmm. What pretty faces yes. always make stand out in the crowd. Okay, Captain now what's Ray. his song? His song is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> baby, come back. I don't know. That's close. What? It's called My Baby. What? But it, go, it goes, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a half a point. I'll give you a half a point. <laughs> so it I got goes, one and a half. Oh, Romeo, give me a chance. Really? Yeah, okay, it. well, I just guessed I want you back because yeah. that was their first that and, we yep. knew of. You that know. was Romeo's first And, and, I, and that seems like a good one to sample. Yeah, it know. was a fun little cute. You know, fun. Romeo's precious. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's my age now. I'm acting like he's precious. He's my same age. Okay. When he came out, he was a cute little thing. Yes, he was. So, he's still cute. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. still cute. So, okay. Love his dad. I love his dad. Taurus, it's, hey, represent, represent Master P. More Taurus is in the he's And also, have you had rap snacks? You know, he owns he, rap snacks. What is it? Like chips? Delicious or chips. Yeah, and Where they're can named you find after them? rappers. I don't shop at Walmart, but like Walmart has you get from Walmart. I uh, maybe some targets in the hood, Ooh, you know. Well, I'll have to try it. Supermarkets and stuff, but they are good delicious. They're really good. Well, I bet he's from New Orleans. Yeah, you know, he probably had a say in how to, mm-hmm. you know. And they'll have like you know, like I'm a makeup and I don't know if this is a real thing. It might be, but like Romeo barbecue, mm-hmm. barbecue onion chips or something. Nice, or you know, silk the shocker. Salt and vinegar. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Something. Sounds delicious. They're they're really good. I love wrap snacks. Nice. They good are job. good. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurial. Hello. Yes, he's making it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we have? Did you have any more questions, or did you? Uh, did I have any more questions? Probably, but you're gonna get them because I raised you. Um, <laughs> I let's you. see. Well, let's see. Do you know the name of the first? I know you like TV, so I'm always mm-hmm. gonna put that in there. You know the name of the first black miniseries to tackle slavery? Oh yeah, that's easy. What roots? <laughs> that's see? easy. See, Girl, okay. One more. Me Let me slide hard. one more in there. Give me some hard questions. Okay, I, I gave her all hard questions. Right. Um. What What fashion trend in the '70s is currently trending? Oh, the fa- Okay. That's curly. Bell bottoms? I don't know. I don't know. Are they, are bell bottoms? No, they're not. I just made okay. that. Okay. I like bell bottoms, so I wish they were. I don't know. What's afros? Is it? <laughs> yeah, she might have stopped me on this one. Um, <clears throat> it's kinda... I give up. Low waist, high waist. No, the, the Gen Zers don't like low waist. They say millennials aren't fashionable. Oh. I don't like Gen Z's fashion. I think it's hideous, though. Well, you know how the the military looking pants like the are ones those men, coming back? That, like, well, like men like rings or what? You know the little, I yeah, don't, yeah, those, huh? A lot of people Cam- wear those. Uh, what is it camouflage? 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 Oh, I didn't know that was coming back. Tie dye? Tie dye is coming back. Yes, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it did. So you don't like that dress I bought you? <laughs> I like that dress for when you're going and relaxing. Okay, but I don't, you know. Okay, I don't like ugly tie dye. Maxi like, dresses. They're always oh, the maxi it. dresses are cute. They are cute. cute. I like okay. maxi dresses. Okay, all right. Well, hey, might, you beat might, me on that one, homie. I might stump you on one more. Okay. I want to give you an easy one, but you're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I wasn't into music during. Well, because when I had so much going, I mean, yeah, that's your okay. brother how was you in know? soccer. You know, yeah, we had a lot of stuff. You well, Romeo, in, I was so little. I might mm-hmm. have been in sixth grade or something when that song came out. Yeah, but um. 
Yeah, you had a maybe if you may gave me some R and B like was high five or something. You liked high five. I did like high five. Mm -hmm. Stuff like yeah, that. I, I like the way. It. I loved high five. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, so for real. Yeah, like so for real. I probably would have even got heavy D. Okay, well, how about what's the lead singer? This is my last one. I won't ask you this hard one, but what's the lead singer? Of name high of five. So for real. Oh, I don't know that. See, it would have been. <laughs> I used Kevin? to love. <laughs> I don't know what his name was. <laughs> Just made up a name, Kevin. Tony? No. Oh, oh no, Tony that was, was high, high five. five. Yeah, I liked high five. No, his name was Jason. Oh, yeah. Jason was, Jason was kind of a popular name during that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why I'm surprised you didn't get it. Yeah. Okay. Is Jason Weaver? Was it him? No, but I love Jason Weaver, too. I okay. guess I could have asked you about Jason Weaver. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I probably would have got that. Because yeah. you met Jason Weaver. Oh, yeah, she met Jason Weaver, and I got starstruck. You forgot, huh? <laughs> Okay. Where um, were we? No, you had an interview with him for Chocolate Voice. Really? Yes. And you were like, do you know Jason Weaver? And I was like, ah! you know, millennial me. Oh, my, oh my God. God, Jason Weaver. I, I was back on my website. Yes, and check that out. Because I have Weaver. interviewed quite a few people. Yes, Jason Weaver. That's embarrassing. You know, he's the first, he was the voice of Simba mm -hmm. in Lion King. Mm -hmm. And he played, bringing it back full circle. Michael Jackson. Yes, Jackson's he did. American he played Dream. Michael Jackson. What sitcom was he in? Jackson's American Dream. Oh, he was in Thea when he was younger with Brandy. And uh -huh. then he was in um, Smart Guy. Smart Guy. That, I think that's where I remember Murray. him from. He was like a teenager. You know, he guy. had a kind of a small role in um, Stomp the Yard. Not Stomp the Yard, but oh, the yeah. one with Nick Cannon. Ba um, Drumline. Drumline. He was in Drumline? Drumline. Yeah, he was like one of the band members. Yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was. he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jace Weaver. And his mom set him up financially, too. I read good. that. So mm -hmm. you don't have to work. Yep. Generational yeah. wealth. There mm -hmm. we go. All right. <laughs> well, that was fun. It looks like the millennial won in this instance. So, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like I said, I was raising kids during that era and working, working well, on nine to five. Okay, Jan. Okay. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. True. That, that's from the 70s, mm -hmm. but that's, they try the, uh, yeah, that gift. We're talking about when we say sure, Jan, there's a gift that we are obsessed with and it's got Marsha from the Brady Bunch, which is from the 70s, but she's looking at Jan like, okay, mm -hmm, like, sure, I believe you, whatever. So that's why we say sure jan <laughs> okay love it <laughs> um okay so for our main topic of discussion today we are going to talk about what it was like to grow up being the only black person in our community whether it was in our schools um i did a lot of you know extracurricular activity uh churches you know different things like that and so we're going to kind of compare our experiences from a baby boomer perspective on what it was like for my mom growing up in the 70s, being the only black person uh, or the only black family, I guess, in their community. And for me, being the only black person as well and what I was doing at that when I was younger. So right. I'm gonna kick it off, Gwenny Sue. Okay. Well, <clears throat> as you as I've mentioned throughout this podcast, um, I'm originally from Tucson, Arizona. I was born and raised there. At the time that I lived there, there was less than 1% black, less than 1%. Um, my parents were entrepreneurs. My father was a barber um, and he and my mom ran a record store. That's why I really love music so much. I grew up around it. 
um, and also a clothing store. Um, and then that clothing store, he had like high fashion, 70s fashions, and also a lot of Afrocentric fashion. So, uh, you know, we were pretty, um, you know, we, we did okay, you know. So anyways, my parents, I only went one first grade in a mixed race school. Second grade, my dad decided to move us over to a neighborhood in East Tucson where we were the only black blacks on our street. Okay, only blacks on our street. There was another black family that were a um, around the corner. They were very fair skinned, um, not biracial, but extremely fair skinned. And so they didn't they didn't seem to mingle with us. But I oh, but they were trying to pass. I, I, they couldn't necessarily pass, you know, but not to me, they couldn't. Cause well, I knew the black people, you can't really pass. We just know. Yeah. I mean, I just knew, I mean, right off. I mean, you yeah. could tell because their hair I mean, their hair was curly, you yeah. know, uh, they were just super light. I mean, they had light co colored eyes, you know, stuff like that, but super light. Mm -hmm. But anyways, they would see us at school and just turn the other, turn cheek. the other cheek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that Shade. was in, I, I would say about, 67 in the 60s 67 mm -hmm. somewhere around there but anyways um i would say it was it was really hard at first because as kids you really don't notice any of that i mean we didn't you know what i mean we didn't notice it and i can i can only speak for myself and i don't think my sisters did either but um i remember when we first moved over these kids came over um a pack of them came over, looked like they were ready to gang up on us. You know, they were, mm -hmm. we were first graders or first and second graders. They oh were first God. and second graders. And you're babies. We're babies. Yeah. So I'm thinking they got it from their mom, but you know what? With dad. Or dad. I don't know. Within, within like 30 minutes, you know how kids are babies. They forget all about that stuff. And yeah. I can experience that. And then we became friends. Yeah. And then one of the little boys, he took us over to his house that same day we were moving in. And he says to his mom, Hey mom, I made friends with the colored kids. Oh Lord, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, today. Steven was his name. He made oh, friends Steven. with the colored kids. But you know, his mom was kind of rough around the edges uh, from what I can see. But she seemed like that kind of mother that what you see is what you get. Yeah. She seemed like probably the more realist one. Yeah. Um, a realist one on the street. But I mean, and when we started to go to school, my sister and I, you know, we took the bus to the, to the yellow bus to the school that was probably five miles away from our house. And we put our lunch, lunch bags in line, you know, that, wh where you put your lunch pail in line designates who gets on the bus first. Mm -hmm. Okay. So me and Becky were always there early. early enough to put our lunch in line. So they would kick our lunch, kick mm. our lunch out of line and mm. then force us to the back. I mean, we went through a lot of little kids mm -hmm. in, in Arizona. And then sometimes we didn't even want to go to school, you know, because of that. And my mm. father, um, he, he he just wanted us to be tough, you know, because, you know, yeah. he came from Texas as an eight year old. So, it, you know, East Texas at that. Mm. So Arizona it was, was kind of. for him. Yeah, it was worse for him. Yeah. You know, Arizona you know, to him wasn't that bad. You know, he was able to, you know, be a business owner and, you know, mm -hmm. ach achieve the quote unquote American dream. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, but, you know, as I can say, growing up blackish, you know, as you, as you're, if you're only growing up around white kids, you just, 
that's why representation is very important. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, because you don't see yourself that often. I mean, I, I got to see our parents were so proud of our, our African culture, our dark skin, our rich heritage, you know, and they always, um, you know, made us feel good about ourselves. So, you know, I might be a little bit different in terms of that. I never had a color complex or any of that. I always felt proud to be a, a dark brown skin chocolate girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, it, it is hard, you know, when you're growing up around a bunch of white kids and, you know, you, you, you especially like, say if you're in something like dance or something, if you're in dance or something like that, and then the teacher would say, oh, everybody has to wear the same tights. And then you're wearing the tights that don't match your skin tone mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then it makes I you feel that. awkward. And then, you know, the teacher is, uh, when I was coming up, they were always talking about slavery and, and race. And, you know, I knew I come from slaves and this and that. But then with everything they talked about was you know, just made you want to just, you know, crawl up in your seat and, you know, you want to hear something, some positive, you want them to share some positive stories about your, Mm -hmm. your race and your heritage, but they didn't. And I think the sad part is that the few black kids that were in our school, when I say few, in my high school, I, there were seven blacks that graduated. Out of how many students? Probably 600. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, as you get older, you, you do start to to um, bond with people that are like you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause you have things in common, like your hair, you know, what hair, hairstyles you want to go mm-hmm. to. But, you know, I, I remember because I grew up around mostly white people when I did move to San Diego, which is ironically kind of a white place too. More than Tucson. You well, it, I, it didn't feel like that to me because yeah. they have more, Yeah. but it is, yeah. I mean, it, it was, and it's it still is to some degree. You, you yeah. hardly ever see black people, you know, I mean, you do, you, you just have to know where to go. I know people new come in and they're like, where, where the black are y'all? Yeah. But we know, you know, we know where we yeah. are. If you've lived here for many, many years, like I have. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, growing up blackish, it's kind of. When you say blackish, what mm-hmm. does that mean for you? For me, growing up blackish means um, acting a certain way. You know what I mean? Like how how society perceives you as acting a certain way. Because sometimes people will tell me, you talk like a white girl. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so bad. I hate that so bad, Mm. you know, or, Mm. you know, but we never forgot our culture. We all, thanks to our parents, you know, Mm. but um, it just, I mean, just growing up, you know, like I may, I may suggest something to my friends, my black friends, like, hey, let's go, um, you know, I, I know we have a lot of black ski groups, black camping groups and this mm-hmm. and that, but you know what? It's kind of rare, right? Mm-hmm. What you say, I might say, hey, let's let's all go skiing. And then, I, you know, I still to this day might have a friend that say, girl, that's white people stuff. We don't do no white people stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So when I say growing up blackish, it's kind of to me like, you know, I kind of feel like I've been kind of acclimated to doing some more stuff with white people. Okay. You know what I mean? So just just a matter of fitting in. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. I don't know if it makes sense to you, but anyways, that's how I grew up. And and even in San Diego, you know, same thing. You know, you, I, I'm always one of few that worked at a corporation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Only one in my department, you yeah. know? And then it, 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 it's, I think black is just kind of like a code switching thing too. 
You oh, know? totally. I mean, because you have to, like, when you're with your white friends, you act a certain way. And, yeah. you know, and then when you're with your black friends, you can just, you know, just let loose. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was old, well, when I moved to San Diego and I started working at a corporation, I met this woman and her husband. She's a black woman and she was like a head of HR. And her and I bonded really well. And her husband was like a vice president of a, a, a big company in um San Diego and she was I mean she was always very in, intense and stuff like mm-hmm. that but when her and I were together she would just like Woo, oh, at least God. I can be myself yeah, you know I know and, and then and then I went to their home which was in, in North County a beautiful home and a beautiful beautiful home overlooking a vineyard just a gorgeous home and um and and she they her husband was kind of stuffy because he was a corporate guy mm-hmm. but the minute that they um saw my face and my sisters, and we came to their home. Uh, the wife was just like, oh, it feels so Thank good. God. <laughs> it's just like, you the can colors, be yourself. You can be yourself. Are here. Yes. <laughs> you can be yourself. And then when you're the only one in the black community, you feel like, oh my God, what am I going to say something that they're not going to understand? Oh, you God, know? know, it's just mm-hmm. so, it's just, you know, we go through so much stress. It's, it's exhausting being black. It is. It really is. It's exhausting being black, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's kind of my little blackish experience. I think it's interesting with, from my perspective, uh, it's a little, it's it's like the same kind of basic concepts that I Mm -hmm. experienced, but it's a little different because, you know, now it's like woke culture, Mm -hmm. but it's like, is it, I don't have an answer for it, but is it almost worse? Would Mm -hmm. you almost rather have somebody outwardly kick your lunch out of line Mm -hmm. or would you have someone racially gaslight you? which is what I think millennials are experiencing, black right. millennials. Mm-hmm. And so- Explain my, that term gaslighting. Yeah, I mean, in layman terms, it's just basically somebody who's trying to make you think that what you're seeing is not what you're seeing. Okay. And so they deflect and change the subject mm-hmm. and try to beat around it and try to say, well, a perfect example is Black Lives Matter. Well, all lives matter. That's mm-hmm. racial gaslighting. Okay, yes, gotcha. we know all lives matter, clearly. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's, you know. Right. We're not talking about that right now. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. So that's what it is. But I think um, growing up as the only, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure that, well, actually, let me ask you this. Did Grandpa Walter, did he go to an integrated school? No, he couldn't have because schools weren't integrated then. Right. He didn't go to, you mean a segregated school? He, well, he, he went, went to, to segregated. a segregated as a kid in Texas. Yeah. Okay, but then when he moved to Arizona. So he was an adult at that point when no, he moved to Arizona. Oh, he, he was wasn't. only eight, nine years, oh, maybe 10 when he oh, moved to Arizona. Okay. And then he went to, and Arizona didn't have any segregated schools. That's Some weird. people can, well, they did Dunbar for a while. Okay. Remember that Dunbar? Was a black, a black school. Right, but my dad didn't go to that. He may. He so he went, went to an all white school essentially too. Well, he yeah, he went to Tucson High, Got I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, because I was just trying to understand and compare, you know, because I know that we had talked about this in the Mm -hmm. past, but... My mother went to all black. All black, got Mm -hmm. it. But I think parents, good parents, always want the best for their students. and and, Or for students. Their children. Always want the best for their children. But when it comes to black parents, we have been... We, I'm not a parent. (laughs) Black Black you parents, act like what's well, like a parent to me. I know, huh? mm-hmm. but black parents, I think, you know, you want the best for your kids, but I also think that sometimes they think 
going to the white school is going to have the better resources,、mm-hmm. which they are, but they do move the goalposts a lot, and、mm-hmm. and and it still happens, you know, to this day. So for me, like Mom said, San Diego has a super super small population of Black people. I don't know if more have come in since you、mm-hmm. know since I was growing up,、um, but most of the activities that I did, it was me. Mm-hmm. And maybe another person. I was in all AP classes.、Mm-hmm. Um, I did junior theater.、Mm-hmm. I did soccer. wasn't good at soccer. Very bad at that. <laughs> but I did it, you know. But、mm-hmm. was the only black person. Right. And I noticed as a kid, I wasn't able to put my finger on it.、Mm-hmm. But as an adult, and after going through college, it's that thing that is like the black duality,、mm-hmm. right? Where、mm-hmm. who you are in certain settings.、Mm-hmm. Where you're the only,、mm-hmm. it's almost like、um, it's like a survival mode. So I、right. think code switching、yes. is it. Yeah, code switching to me is like、mm-hmm. a survival mode.、Mm-hmm. You know,、right. where you change your voice and yes, this is who I am. This is how I speak. This、mm-hmm. is me. You、right. know, and then you go back home and you're like, oh, thank God, y'all. Like I'm、mm-hmm. just chilling. And I've tried to explain that to some of my white fans, friends, and they just don't get it. They're like,、right. why can't you be yourself everywhere you are?、Mm-hmm. But I think. And then talking to my black friends about this, code switching is kind of who we are. It's、right. a thing that you just naturally pick up. Even Rinza, a little niece, she just does it, she and she does, does it. it. I don't. You just something that you just learn.、Mm-hmm. And what I find interesting also is that I had had a part. I had a twenty fifth birthday party、mm-hmm. um, years ago, and so I I have very diverse friends. My、mm-hmm. friends are all you know run the gamut of all different types of people. And so I had a white friend that was coming, and he clearly didn't. He has never had any friends that were not white,、mm-hmm. only white. But me, he was friends with me because I'm cool with lots of different people.、Mm-hmm. So he comes and he's like, "Am I going to be the only white person there?"、Mm-hmm. And why do they like, say that? Because I never said that. Thank you. I have never said to my white friends that have invited me over,、yeah. "Am I going to be the only?" Right, black person. I didn't even think about it. Right, they never. But they have said but it to me. But you always are the only black person. But, but I always am, and they right. And also, I don't know if this happens to you, but I, I always thought it was well because I grew up in kind of a white、yeah. state.、Uh, you know, I was I, people will white people will say anything to me. Oh yes, they、that's、will the, ask that, me what,、yeah. anything, anything, or they'll say anything to me, and I'm like. I mean, when I say anything, I mean things like、um, kind of like the lady at brunch、um, oh, yesterday.、God. She walked up to us、Lord、and just、Jesus. started talking about. <laughs> She might have had dementia. Okay, maybe. maybe. Hey, there's another thing too about being. This is another conversation. But when you're the only, you're also the the punching bag,、mm-hmm. and and sometimes. In those settings, you don't know what to do. And by、mm-hmm. punching bag, it's kind of like a friendly punching bag. It's、mm-hmm. almost like how far can they test?、Mm-hmm. Can I say the N word if if it's in a song?、Mm-hmm. Can I say the N word? Can、mm-hmm. I? And then and it's oh, me and Sean were at karaoke,、mm-hmm. and this guy was rapping, and it was、um, Eminem、mm-hmm. and Dr. Dre,、mm-hmm. and he straight up said that when Dr. Dre said the N word, he rapped the N word, and everybody looked like. Because we're the only、mm-hmm. black people there. Wow! And they just let it go. You know、Nerf. what I mean? And so I think when you're the only in those settings, again, people test how far they can go.、Mm-hmm. And this is with liberal woke white、mm-hmm. people as well.、Mm-hmm. 
I also, here's another thing from a corporate standpoint, mm -hmm. we had, you know, Black Lives Matter became a global thing last year, even though we were been saying it for, you know, hundreds of years at this point. Mm -hmm. But I was asked to help craft the message. Mm. I'm the only black person on the team. I'm mm. not a PR person. Mm. That's not my job function. Mm -hmm. When I talk to a lot of my friends and who are my black friends specifically, who are also the onlys of their mm -hmm. organizations and companies and stuff like that. We've all had an experience mm -hmm. where, hey, can you be on the diversity task force? Mm -hmm. Because only because you're black, not because you're qualified, but only mm -hmm. because you're black. Mm -hmm. Okay, I personally like that stuff, sure. But then it's also, hey, can we ask you questions about black culture and black mm -hmm. history? And can you answer all the questions for all black people indefinitely because mm -hmm. you're black? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm no. not, we're not the, we're not a monolith. Right. I can tell you about my experience and maybe people like me, right. but I ain't got nothing in common with, you know, somebody who maybe grew up in Bed-Stuy in 1972. You know what I mean? Like right. we're not, not all black people are the same. Correct. Mm. But you have to be responsible for maintaining this black duality. You mm -hmm. have to code switch. You have to speak a language mm -hmm. that they understand and feel mm -hmm. comfortable with. Not even understand, but feel comfortable with. Right. Then you've got to be funny. Don't, don't oh, let yourself on. be a black introvert because mm -hmm. then, and a black woman introvert because mm -hmm. then you're antisocial, mm -hmm. you're rude, you're you're aggressive. That's right. a big thing is you're aggressive. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I just, what I said right. in the email was exactly what my white counterpart said, but you right. don't see it as aggressive. I don't put a smiley face in my email. Right. So good Lord, mm -hmm. she is really combative with no <laughs> smiley face in that email. How dare you? Mm, how dare you? You know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think um, it's, it's, there's a lot of different things that we have to unpack. And this is why when mm -hmm. you go home or you go to your community or safe space, if you're mm -hmm. able to have that with people who look like you, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. breath of fresh air, girl, let me tell you. We used to do, at one of my jobs, we used to do black girl brunch. Mm -hmm. And we didn't tell anybody because the gaslighters would be like, well, what about a white girl brunch? Yeah, well, there you go. What your gaslighters is brunch? just called brunch. Mm -hmm. It's just called brunch. Okay. Wow. But black girl brunch was like our therapy session. And mm -hmm. we would go and be like, girl, can you believe that she tried to touch my hair? I have had people try to touch my hair oh, yeah. at work. Mm -hmm. One lady just went in, just went in and grabbed mm -hmm. my hair. How dare you, Like lady. a dog, like mm -hmm. an animal, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, That's ridiculous. So being the only, I don't even, and then I think about, you know, Rinza and I think about like my kids and mm -hmm. like not sure how things are going to change for them. Mm -hmm. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to get better immediately, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm just wondering like, how is it going to reinvent itself or how is it going to shift so that we can better prepare them? Right. And then another thing too, is sometimes I do wish I had went to an HBCU oh, yeah. because mm -hmm. LMU, that's where I went to school. Great. I got a great education. I made some of my best friends there, but they all know mm -hmm. that they're racist too, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, right. systemically As I racist. said, it's just, it's exhausting being black. Yeah. It really is exhausting being black and to be the only, right. It's to be yeah. the only, yeah. right. And yeah, I know of, of a, a person <laughs> yeah. whose um, daughter married a, a wealthy, of. Uh, very intellectual, highly educated. Mm -hmm. um, he was Indian. He was Indian, okay. or he is Indian. Yeah, he, he is, is Indian. Indian. And so <clears throat> he felt it. You know what I mean? He tried. I mean, he. I mean, he came over here. I mean, here he is. This 
I basically, he's a genius. And <laughs> a his genius, basically. Too. Yeah, his, he's a genius. His parents are genius, but you know, he was melanated. You know, mm-hmm. he's melanated, and he picked on a. I mean, he they, he picked up on some of the um, racial tones, you know, mm-hmm. but from a woke family, a quote unquote woke family. Right. They okay. were like like the family and Get Out, you know, where would they say, <laughs> "I would vote for Obama." Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're still a racist. right. Well, well, this guy picked up on it right away. And the mom, who's a pretty close acquaintance of mine, felt comfortable enough to tell me about, he's always talking about color, blah, 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 that. And um, I'm thinking to myself, I know she had to say something to offend him. You know what I mean? To say something to offend him. Because it t- takes a lot for, for somebody of his culture that has different mm-hmm. you know, values and things like that to step out basically. Right, right. And um, in this particular instance, uh, they made a snide remark. The mom was like, he's always talking about race. He's always talking about race. And then she says, what he doesn't know is my daughter had an acne problem. <laughs> <laughs> she might listen to this and she might not. Girl, but you know what? That might be another friend that I've gotten. But it's important. I've, gotten, I've deleted several. It, 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 it's important to mention to this you. that somebody can think of a acne problem, compare an acne problem to a race problem. Right. You know what I mean? An right. acne problem to a race problem. And that's also gaslighting as well. That's gaslighting. Thank gaslighting. you. Thank you for clarifying that gaslighting. Yeah. But here your daughter has pulled in a nuclear physicist. Okay, but he's because he's dark skin he's dark skin he's still not good enough you know what i mean he's still not good enough and that acne caused her so many problems like she like she didn't get a job (laughs) she didn't get a job she got pulled over by the cops (laughs) because of that acne right and i'm like like, whoa oh whoa and that just kind of like it was like a little sucker punch for me you know i was like i mean he's he's not my child not my family you know i've met him Mm -hmm. but you know and he's trying to fit in Mm -hmm. You know, he's trying to be brownish. Mm-hmm. Brownish. <laughs> he's got to be brownish, you know. But hey, he's still not good enough. Mm-hmm. So that disturbed me. I mean, I felt like I have to share that. Yeah. I won't share this episode with her. Well, maybe <laughs> I should so she can know. Huh? I guess. Or maybe I should just learn how to tell people straight up. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a part of your personality. Mm-hmm. But I also think like when you are the only mm-hmm. navigating through these spaces, mm-hmm. You have those questions like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do I tell them? Should I do this? Mm-hmm. Should I do that? Should I come out? But but when you're doing that, you're automatically reducing your mm-hmm. experience and right. you're minimizing your experience. And you're also giving them the power. Right. But in reality, no. If you try to be my friend, this is where I come from. Why should I lower my light? Why should I diminish my mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. to make you feel safe? Correct. I don't think so. I'm tired so. of it. I Again, even hmm. it's exhausting, exhausting being black. Exhausting. It's exhausting being black, and we wouldn't even have terms like blackish yeah, sure. or a show like a blackish. Yeah. I mean, but I'm glad we do have a show like blackish because it tells our experience. Yeah. Yeah. I just think um, everybody's just crazy. I also had a friend who was like, This is not who you are. I said, Skirt. Who you thought I was. Mm. You thought I was the nice, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
sweet, kind black friend mm-hmm. that you thought you had that you could just punch and punch and punch mm-hmm. and then gaslight and gaslight and gaslight. And mm-hmm. when I'm telling you my experiences, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. call the officials. She is not the nice black girl. Oh my God. She's not, you know, who we want her to be. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I'm not shaking and jiving. I'm not, you know. Mm-mm. And the thing is, I'm not even hostile. I'm not even like, they act like I am just Malcolm X out here. I mean, I am more <laughs> Malcolm. He is a Taurus, though. He is a Taurus, <laughs> and he, he, he will represent for Malcolm X. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, I'm not, no, let me, let me, well, I'm not like Farrakhan. I'm not like extreme Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. Okay. They act like I say Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, alert the officials. Mm. It's like, you need to calm down. Mm-mm-mm. You know? Wow. I am the more, what did we always say? I'm the Malcolm to Moms Martin. Yeah. When they first started out, we know obviously right. things change, but when they first started out, she was about peaceful. I'm not into that, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to fight, but I will, I'll debate you. Yes, she <laughs> will. That's why I wanted her to be a lawyer. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's it. There's another thing. We don't have to get into this for this one, but linguistic profiling. Mm-hmm. You heard of that? No, I probably need coaching. Yeah, <laughs> coaching. I need coaching. <laughs> I need to research that linguistic research. profiling. Yeah, but basically in layman terms, linguistic profiling is like when you said talking white, mm-hmm. well, people judge you. Mm-hmm. They linguistically profile you mm. based on the dialect that you speak in. Wow. And so when you are, quote, talking white, then mm-hmm. corporate people, that makes them feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to talk back, you know, your normal accent, whatever, mm-hmm. it don't matter if you're smart or not. It don't matter. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they profile you. Interesting. Same thing on resume. Well, I, yeah. I said that earlier, didn't I? Say that. Um, you know, people used to say I talk white. You know, yeah, I always used to say that. That's an ignorant statement, right? Yeah, so that's true. We, let's let's tell those people they want to keep saying that. Educate them on what mm-hmm. linguistic profiling is, mm-hmm. because you could quote talk white, but you're dumb. okay wow well that got us kind of heated huh didn't it we were like "Mm, we're ready to fight that's right (laughs) hey there's certain things that just (laughs) make you want to go in hello okay oh (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but you know if you guys have had any experiences being the other i'm sure you have email us at mom you want a mimosa at gmail.com once again that's mom you want a mimosa at gmail.com um, yes we welcome all of your questions your comments we look forward to hearing from you guys mm-hmm. and positive vibes only no gaslighting no haters okay <laughs> no haters haters to will, the left because we will call you out hater <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we Don't won't acknowledge need no hatred. Hey, holleration in this dancery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, that is it for this week's episode. And catch us again next time on Mom, You Want a Mimosa. Any last thoughts, Quinny Susie? Have a wonderful week, everyone. And remember, no gaslighters accepted. No gaslighters, no hateration, and no holleration in the dancery. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Cheers. Have a good week.